and welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It is a icy, icy cold episode 84. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by the man who brings nothing but chill, the one and only Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Mike, the cool one, as I'll call you from now on. How are you doing this uh, fairly blustery Sydney day? Well, it might be blustery outside, but it is calm, somewhat chilling here as we go to one of the most unusual places that we've ever gone on the Moonshots podcast. Mark, what is in front of us today? I'm really pumped about today's episode because like you say, we're stepping a little bit away from maybe some of the authors we've done in the past. And instead, we're going for something a little bit more physical. We are covering Wim Hof, a.k.a. the Ice Man. <laughs> now, um, give us some context here for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with the good Dutchman Wim Hof. Um, like, paint us a picture because he is one remarkable human being. It's it's really, really fun reading his background and watching videos with him and listening to his podcast. He is so positively full of good energy. But just to give a little bit of background before I reveal too much about his voice, everybody's going to hear him throughout this episode. Let's have a quick look at some of those back catalogue of achievements because they are enormous. He's actually got 21 Guinness World Records, including, and I quite like this one, the Guinness World Record for the longest ice bath, which was just shy of two hours, which I think is pretty spectacular. But he's also run through the Namib Desert without drinking any water. He's climbed Kilimanjaro in his shorts. He's run a half marathon around the Arctic Circle barefoot, and he swum underneath ice for 66 meters, which is pretty substantial. And when I read an article with him talking about it, he was underwater for three, four, five minutes, which is crazy. And, and, and Mark, I believe he also lost his way under the ice and That's had to right. swim back to find the hole to get out. So just incredible, oh. incredible story. And um, what I think is so exciting is that Vim starts with the mind and the mind, your, your mindset, your, your mental models is such a big theme on the Moonshots podcast. Everywhere we go, whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's Oprah Winfrey, Sir Richard Branson, some of the great authors, it starts with the mind. And I think that whilst some people might be like, Oh, Mike, uh, Mark, we love the Simon Sinek shows. How possibly can Wim Hof relate? Well, I'm going to pitch to you, Mark, and to our listeners that what is central uh, in, our, in our beings is that there is one thing that we can control, which is our thoughts. And if we do so, we can do amazing things. But you didn't leave, you didn't get a chance to share with our audience the biggest uh, perhaps the most dramatic accomplishment from Wim Hof using his mind. <laughs> well, this one, I, I didn't want to give away too much until we start listening to some of the clips, but he's actually proven that with his mindset, 
not only did he accomplish this, but a number of patients that went along with him were able to fight off a virus and become immune to it through nothing but their mindset and their breathing patterns, which is mm. just, it is mind blowing. Isn't it? <laughs> I think I think that could could in fact uh, be the theme of uh, today's show, mind blowing. <laughs> but before we get into some amazing things that we have coming up on the show, um, how to think, how to breathe, the key one of the key jobs he talks about is breath and taking cold showers. We've got a ton, a ton of good things laying ahead. What we're going to do uh, is we're going to give you some of the backstory to how Vim. Wim Hof actually arrived at this breakthrough. And it's a, an amazingly personal story with a lot of struggle and grief in it, but it's what unlocked this amazing gift that he has for the world. So let's now just get a little bit of context and get the backstory of the Iceman himself, Wim Hof. There I was, and I met a beautiful woman the mother of my children, to come. And I lived with her for 15 years and we had four children. Their eyes, their, those windows to the soul. And she was alive. She was so alive and so sensitive. And she became touched by, I don't know what it is. Society distress, because depression came in. She became psychotic. Different personalities. Such a beautiful woman. So open. The mother of my kids. My love. 15 years later, she jumped from eighth story down. I didn't see it coming, but I saw the declining line of life getting out of her control. There I was, alone with four kids. This is life beyond tears. I was hopeless, powerless, couldn't do anything. But I always had this deep, strange feeling. There's something more and I don't know what it is. And it's not in words, it's a feeling. It's a graving from the inside, from the soul, from survival. But it got into me like a flash. And I had to go on this path to show the world that we don't need to be powerless in the face of death, in the face of darkness, depression, fear, trauma, PTSD, bipolar, schizophrenia. It wasn't that I was looking for it. I just wanted the answers of life. Like, it is a birthright to know why you're here on this planet. Uh, why you're here as a father of children to bring purpose and sense. That is a simple birthright. And it is being torpedoed and bombarded by all kinds of things and confusion sets in. No, this was too much. This was the emotion torn in my heart to be healed, not only to become aware how to do that and to take away the darkness for those to come. 
That was my journey. So how to begin? The only thing I had was my instinct, my intuition. It's the way it started. So, what do you do? You do 26 world rackets. In ice cold water is the most dangerous. You go climb Mount Everest in your shorts. That would kill most people. You swim under the ice and lose the way, and you don't know where you are. Ah, and it's frozen, and you don't know. And you go, and you survive. I was able to stay for five to seven minutes every time under the ice. And the only thing I heard down there was and silence. A awareness deep inside which we have lost. Silence is powerful. Silence is dense. It's what I found there. Oh, what a what a start to the show. Wim Hof telling us this, you know, frankly, terrible, heart-wrenching story, but it's got mm. such a positive outcome. I mean, it's 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 amazing that he was able to overcome something so personal and and haunting, but actually makes such a difference around him at the same time. You know, this was some an event in his life that could have easily overcome him as well as his family. And what did he do? Mm. He, he refused to give up. That resilience is something that we talk about on the show a lot. And what he did was he went and did what was seemingly impossible, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, doing these unbelievable feats of human endurance. Mm. And he came out and proved with science and data that actually the human body was far more powerful and far more um, resilient, I think, than, than anybody ever really assumed. Uh, it's actually very exciting to, to hear all of this from Wim, isn't it? Yeah, and the, the interesting thing, it was almost like he had to experience this extreme grief that drove him into extreme physical conditions in order to resolve the, the the suffering. Now, I know that all sounds a bit dramatic and, and what we're trying to do here is work out how to learn from innovators. But I think uh, the story and the takeout for me there is that if we're embarking on any creating anything new in the world to make our dreams come a reality, there is actually going to be moments of stress, anxiety, and fear. And we learn a lot about that uh, with Brene Brown. But what Vim is showing us is the other side of this, the physical side. And um, what I've learned in my life is that if I want to be great in the office, I need to go be great at the gym or I need to go be uh, great running uh, you know, five, 10 Ks, those things are interlinked. And I think the story of Vim shows us the linkage and the relationship there. And I think the big takeout for all of us on the show today is that we live in a world where we don't, uh, you know, have to uh, chase tigers away and scavenge for food. 
So we often sit inside comfortable places all day long. And now we sit in front of technology often all day long. And we become detached from our body, from our feelings because of that. So that's why we're looking at millennials being uh, one of the highest suffering generations of anxiety. Uh, Yet the world um, has uh, so many good things happening. And I think it's this disconnection from our bodies that we're going to learn about. Vim is going to bring us back into ourselves with breath, with cold showers. And I think what we're going to reveal over this show is truly you are what you think and you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And um, we're going to get some very powerful tips and tricks, rituals, behaviors, and habits on how to do that. It's going to be a blockbuster, Mark. I am hoping that you and all of our listeners are really are really ready to embrace the cold as Wim Hof would want us to. I can't wait to get started. I'd say it's going to be a hot episode, but really the truth is it's going to be ice cold and very cool. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Now, um, we've been um, very fortunate to uh, receive some more uh, feedback and suggestions uh, from our audience, which really, truly does these days, never stop surprising me uh, where we can find uh, our wonderful uh, audience uh, giving us reviews and ratings and sending us emails. What, what's what been new in the mailbox, Mark? Well, it was lovely waking up uh, one day this week and receiving a, a very nice email from Frederick, who got in touch and said he loved the Jim Collins series, one of our series on um, an incredible innovator that you can find on our on our show, and he also gave us a good recommendation for Patrick Leoncioni, who we'll add to the list and uh, hopefully get to very very soon. So thank you, Frederick, for getting in touch. We love receiving your emails. We do, and uh, we popped up. Um, I thought this was rather neat. We've popped up in the top hundred list uh, for the podcast in uh, none other than uh, Cyprus. Uh, where else did we pop up for the first time? New Zealand. Hello to all the New Zealanders. <laughs> and um, the the Brits are, are showing their hand as well. So it is wonderful to receive feedback and thoughts and suggestions from all around the world. And I would ask all of you, if you're listening to the show right now and you have the chance to grab your device, go give us a rating, give us a review, please, because this is how new people can discover the show. It's critical uh, to getting the word out to help all of us learn from innovators. And with that said, Mark, I think it's well and truly time to kick off um, the next clip from Wim Hof. So where shall we start? Well, we wanted to that there would be no uh, sense in starting this incredible episode on on Wim without really delving into one of his most well-known techniques. So the first part of the show, we want to talk about uh, physicality and your body. And where we're going to start with is Wim telling us a little bit about how we can all take uh, attention and ownership from the first moment in our day and how we can take ownership of something that will affect your body uh, as well as your mind, but really, really give you a moment of 
shall we say, sharp um, energy <laughs> from the very, very get-go. So here's Wim telling us a little bit about taking attention right now with a cold shower. Killer number one in our society is cardiovascular related. It's big time. And that is because we wear clothes. We are never being stimulated uh, through cold, warm, uh, and pressure. It's no longer there. So there is a mediocre state of our vascular uh, conditioning. And that, uh, and for that, we take cold showers. Uh, then, There's uh, some shock to the system that does yes, into the Yes, hormesis. We do it consciously, and with that, we connect even with the brain, with the vascular system, all over. And it's amazing how simple it can be, how simple we can tackle this serial killer, the cardiovascular-related diseases. We can tackle it. A cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. Taking a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. That's a new one, uh, Mark. But I will tell you this. we have both recently converted to this idea and I have to say as much as it is challenging and hard to take cold showers, I actually think it really, my personal testimony is it really, really works. How have you found it, Mark? Yeah, I, I think this is such an interesting um, topic to really go over. Uh, this idea of hormesis and reigniting those capillaries, uh, as well as, you know, giving yourself that wake up in the morning. It is, it's, it's certainly a challenge, but I, I love it because you really get out of the shower feeling totally awake. Um, what I think is quite an interesting topic to talk about on the show is this developing as a new habit. So Mike, how long have you been taking these cold showers now? Uh, I think for a fair part of the year. So I would say at least three or four months. Uh, So that's perfect. So you've really, really developed this as now a daily habit, which is fantastic for me who, um, you know, wants to pick up taking cold showers as a brand new habit. How long did it take Mm. you approximately until you weren't so frightened to hop into a cold shower every morning? Um, I think, uh, I think let me let me try and reflect back on it now because you know the interesting thing now a bit like when you've broken the the hump of exercise I'm at the point uh, much like when you don't exercise you know how you can get grumpy it's if I don't take a cold shower I can get grumpy exactly that's exactly, well that's what I was what I was going to poke around for because yeah my, yeah my, my theory so, would so, be that a nice cold shower is similar to adopting a new habit, such as writing a journal every day or making your bed every day. And I read that it it can take um, a good couple of weeks before your body starts responding well to it. And when it does, it can actually almost push back when you've stopped doing it. (laughs) It does. And and first of all, before I talk about the, the habit process, the thing that I want to share with everyone is if you want to awaken in the morning wholeheartedly, you know, exercise is fantastic, but taking a cold shower is equally powerful. So um, I just went for the trifactor and every morning I wake up, I take a cold shower followed by a double espresso, followed by a 5k run. And I cannot tell you 
how on top of the world that makes me feel. It sets me up for the day. Like basically the day's a success after that. It is incredibly hard for it for me to get to the end of the day and feel pretty down on the day. I think the most uh I want to get really specific about the benefit of the culture. The feeling I have, like I'll go back to this morning. The feeling before and after the shower. So basically the ritual is before you shower, you'll do some um, really deep breathing because um, I'm not a scientist, but my general understanding is that when you jump into cold water or take a cold shower, your breathing triggers and goes really crazy. And that can be a, a like a flight response. Um, so you want to control your breathing, control the situation. So I go into the shower and I start um, right in the middle. And generally I've always been sort of uh I don't know, I guess a two thirds, if you look at the, the, the actual tap in the shower. So already starting at the halfway point is, um, a little bit on the chilly side. It's not, not uncomfortable. And what I've basically done is I try to stay under a cold shower for 30 seconds. The big difference over the last months is that I stay in the absolute hundred percent cold range for longer. And I start colder and colder over the weeks. Um, and what I find is even on the weekends, I choose to do the same ritual that I have every weekday because I just feel so damn good. And after I go into the shower, I'm breathing deeply. I'm trying to be as in control as I can. And I turn the faucet as cold as possible and I fully move around. I let the water go on my head and in particular my shoulders and my back because it's big uh, muscle parts across my arms. And it gets really cold. And then I just go until I can't go any longer. And I just try and last a, a little bit longer every week. Now, within seconds of stopping the water, my body has like this electrical current running through it. That's the best way I can describe it. By the time I've dried up and uh, got into my running gear, I am so uh, calm but alive. I'm, um, it, it was like I had an espresso 20, 30 minutes ago. Um, and it's a bit different from, the, you know, caffeination. Um, it's a bit different from the runner's high you get after you run. It is, and this is a big theme of Vintwork, I'm incredibly peaceful. I'm incredibly calm, but very awake. So I'm not like kind of dopey, sleepy, late at night calm. I'm really present and my breath is great. My body is great. And this for me, I'm doing my best job to be an Iceman here and to present the benefits to you and all our listeners, Mark. Taking this cold shower is really transformational. You've certainly described it in incredible detail. And actually, the way that you've described it, I now want to go and have a cold shower. This idea of the <laughs> electrical current. I, I do know what you mean. I, I, can't, I can't claim that I've done it for as long as you have. And 30 seconds to me sounds terrifying, <laughs> but maybe I'll get there. But, I, but this, this, I think you're exactly right. This is exactly what Wim is talking about in all of the rest of our clips. This idea of being present in the moment, 
but also being very, very calm, laser focused and awake. I think that's such a powerful word, isn't it? Much like Mm. you were saying at the beginning of the show, this anxiety uh, that I think a lot of people have nowadays is because there's a slight disconnect from our bodies. But I think at the very cause of that, one of the simplest ways, which is exactly what Wim's saying here, is to just take a cold shower. We can all do it when we're at home. And that connects you back in. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, look, you cannot think about anything else than breath and the cold for 30 seconds because it's so intense. And I find that so refreshing. I have such a a heavy mental work day that the fact that you can be very early in the morning, you can have just been in yourself in the moment. It is such a nice anchoring point for the day. And it really, I think what it does is it it, it sets you up uh, to understand that this technique that Wim Hof is bringing to us um, gives us amazing capacity and amazing power uh, to feel alive and to to really go out in the world uh, and be our very best selves. So we have this next clip, which is all about embracing the things that come our way and to really harness both our capacity and our power. So let's, again, have a listen to the Iceman, Mr. Wim Hof. If you go into the ice, you're really not thinking about your mortgage or your wife or this or that. You're not going to picnic. You feel the focus will be on your feeling. How to get this feeling into adaptation and to overcome whatever is coming. And it goes directly. And I tell you, the the cold has been my teacher. I just followed the teacher, the feeling, uh, learned to let go. Intuitively, I felt, I want to do this. I did yoga, I did kung fu, did all kinds of things. And and, uh, uh, great, but the cold is really merciless, but righteous. And I was ready to go in. I felt intuitively, I want to go in because it has got something. I don't know what it is. And yes, I went in and I felt it. The connection was there beyond any word. And that's what I was looking for. This tapping into deeper parts of the brain, feeling pure energy, feeling power innate capacitated power we have to deal with that. I was looking for that. And since then I uh, went on and on and on and on. I did all these records and many more challenges. I did crazy stuff really. Uh, Sitting all the night in in, in your shorts outside in freezing Mm -hmm. temperatures and feel great. That is something, man, that is power. And I've been venturing and discovering more and more. And finally, I began to realize, but it's all in the mind. This idea of cold or the pain of that experience being a teacher, I think is pretty aligned with some of the uh, topics and innovations we've discussed in the past, actually, on the show. This idea of embracing the discomfort embracing challenges mm. using that you know pain or the, like i say or we, as wim says the cold as an opportunity to you know get a little bit tougher 
get a little bit more power from it. Like you say, with the electronic uh, vibe that you have and you experience mm. after a cold shower, for me, that is your body kind of getting the energy from that discomfort. Uh, and I, I, I think he's, he's, do- he's directing us to find challenges or speed bumps or, or stresses in our lives and to go and experience them. What, what, do, you, what do you get from that, Mike? I, I think what he's um, touching upon is, I mean, I love that point that you made. It was very Joe Rogan-ish, which is embracing the discomfort. But I think it, what it is, is it's more than that. If you follow this line of thinking, it's resetting yourself. And I think this physical reset um, through maybe a cold shower or a hot sauna, because of their intensity, I think part of the, the benefit is the stimulation that it gives to your senses and to your nerves. But I think more so where it really helps us as we're trying to be the very, very best version of ourselves is I think it is the perfect antidote to this always on hundreds of emails, notifications, lots of calls, lots of meetings, which are all in your mind. And more than ever, we're often working from home. And so we're not getting out into the physical world and putting our bodies, which are designed to go hunt and to gather, and um, we are not uh, balancing this high cognitive load with a high physical load. And this idea that he is bringing to us is that we need to actually keep those in balance. Otherwise, we start to get um, some symptoms. Uh, we get some mental imbalances that lead to physical and emotional uh, problems. And we see this as rife in society. I, I really think this is the gold of what Vim is doing. He's getting us back to our primal state to be the very best we can be in the 21st century. Oh, I, I like that. That's a great uh, direction. And I, I think you're actually spot on. That's exactly what he's trying to encourage. So for me, what I, what I take away from what you've just said, is, as well as what Vim's saying, is, is a challenge. I, I, I wake up in the morning. Um, one of the first things I'll do either when I get to the office or from home is exactly as you say, check emails. I'll see lots of notifications. And for me, my way of dealing with that, um, you know, perhaps anxiety is either to go straight in and, and start responding to it or take a moment, have a breath and go for a run or do some mm. exercise and try and mm. maybe work off some of that. Uh, it might have it used to be called nervous energy. Maybe it's just now energy, I suppose. But this idea mm. of throwing um, exercise or something physical at it, I think is what you're saying and what Wim's saying, which is, is finding that balance between an mm-hmm. overstimulated mind and an understimulated body. Exactly. And, and what this leads us to is this idea of don't be a victim to these circumstances, right? Don't let the information drown you. Take control. 
And we actually have the means of doing this, whether it's in positive rituals and habits, not only of the mind, but also of the body and of how you feel. Uh, So this just sets us right up to go into the next gift from the Iceman. So let's have a listen to Wim Hof talking about taking control. The scientist, after giving me an endotoxine virus, a bacteria, they saw I have no symptoms. I can control my fever. I can control it all through breathing and believing, or the mind, using the mind plus breathing. Suddenly, I was able to suppress what others couldn't in all those controlled studies. All these other test subjects didn't uh, show those results of bringing down these inflammatory markers and showing to be able to go into the endocrine system controlled and raise such a controlled adrenaline shootout through the body, making the body uh, 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 being able to function to the utmost, completely under the will, then bacteria has no chance, cold has no chance, heat has no chance, stress in general has no chance. People who are under stress like anxiety, depression, Uh, fear, trauma, PTSD, name it. Any mental mood disorder or mental disorder is able now, if we bring this on through competitive study, uh, 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 is then able to counteract and not be a victim of the stress or the uh, out of control brain, bring back the sense of control, make it feel good, thus this big demon is is just for removing. This is a clip that I think demonstrates Wim as being a real innovator. He's experienced this tragedy, as we heard earlier in the show, and he's essentially hurled himself into experiences and, and challenges that have allowed, or sorry, trained him to understand his body and understand his mind. And what he's now proving through data and science, is that if others were to follow him and others were to listen to his teaching, you can control and suppress or, or maybe channel some of this anxiety that we're all feeling. Mm. For me, that's kind of it's kind of like a new product, isn't it? It's a totally new way of thinking. It's a new approach to all of our, mm. our lives. Um, and what I like most about it, though, is it's founded in science, which I think is quite unique. Yeah. Well, look, let's put this in context. Um, Do you realize anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the US affecting nearly, wait for this, nearly one in every five people in the US, according to the WHO? That is crazy. 20%. That's huge. That's a, a lot. It's massive. A lot of the population of the nation suffering from anxiety, and that affects your work life, your home life. Um, oh, it affects everything. And yeah, and so I think that I mean, the, there's a couple of parts to this. I also want to sh- just for a moment, just to focus on some of the the details of this test that uh, Vim was talking about. So he was injected with a uh, viral bacteria and he did this in a hospital in the company of 
doctors and medical experts. And he was able through nothing but mental will to show no symptoms of the virus. So everyone said, okay, Wim Hof, the Iceman, is just a unique character. So he says, okay, I'm going to teach uh, um, 12 other people to use the same technique and mark what happened when they gave the bacterial a virus to those 12 people. Exactly the same as what happened to Wim. Nothing. Isn't that amazing? They were completely immune, weren't they? They were. And so take this with a grain of salt, but I think what it demonstrates, what we've been able to take from Vim, remembering that this all started with the suicide of his wife, leaving him with four children, is he has gone to explore in that sort of that grieving process these extreme physical states in order to balance out that physical, emotional response of grief. And through breath and cold showers, what he's learned is that we have this enormous capacity and power. And this is perfect for the modern age, for the post-COVID age of suppressing stress and anxiety and fear. And it shows you this, this long, long-lasting truth you are what you think. And the greatest gift that we have is that we do have, we might not control some of the crazy geopolitical things that are going on. We might not, might not uh, control some of the societal disconnects, but what we do control is our mind, is our thoughts. And I think this is so powerful. If you're going out in the world trying to design, build, create a product, a service, if you're trying to build a company, if you're just trying to be the best you can be in the office or at home, I think this central thought of you are what you think and you can introduce these rituals to kind of frame um, your thinking through your body and your feelings. I think this is powerful, powerful stuff. But more than anything, Mark, I think there's never been a time where this thinking from Wim Hof, the Iceman, there's never been a time where this is more relevant and more applicable to how we work. I think you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, it's something that we all struggle with. Uh, you know, 20% of the US, wow. I mean, I, I certainly, as I've referenced already, I wake up, I see lots of notifications and it does. It's, it's pretty Mm. off-putting, isn't it? And Mike, I'm sure you're uh, the same, if not worse, <laughs> with your emails and notifications. <laughs> oh, I, I, will, I will tell you that, that, that the greatest gift is batching uh, your emails and um, don't, no matter what's happening, no matter what's happening, don't read your emails first thing in the morning. At least make a diary entry, at least take a cold shower, Think about what you want to get out of the day because once you open up the inbox, then you, your mind's racing and, um, you know, the, the sprint is, is on. But let's, let's just pause for, for a moment because we've still got a ton more to give you. I hope all of you out there listening in all these wonderful exotic places, Sweden, Brazil, Mexico, Norway, Denmark, Japan, the Netherlands, good on you Netherlands, Wim Hof, Huyamida, Halamal. Hope you're tuning in and enjoying it uh, right through to 
you know, Chile, Vietnam, Slovenia, Estonia, Uruguay, Qatar, Nepal. We've got listeners all around the world. We hope you're enjoying this journey where we kind of we kind of learn out loud, don't we, Mark? It's sort of you and I just breaking it down, trying to work out how to do things just a little bit better. That's it. And we love it when our listeners get in touch. So thank you again to Frederick for reaching out and giving us a recommendation on who he'd like us to cover. We've had a handful over the past few months of great suggestions. And what I'd love to encourage is if you're listening to us, leave us a review, leave us a a rating, uh, share it around with friends, but also send us an email at hello at moonshots.io and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your feedback. Uh, If it's criticism, please be gentle. Um, (laughs) But also send us any recommendations for innovators you'd love us to cover because our list is always growing and we're always keen to hear what you, our listeners, really, really get from the show. Absolutely. And um, I think... uh there's nothing better than, than receiving suggestions from our audience because uh, it's a real gift to, to break down these amazing innovators and then share it with the world. So we love it when you send us your ideas. People who inspire you, um, we can always find something to learn from these great people. And talking about learning something from someone truly remarkable, Wim Hof, the Iceman, has got more in store for us. In fact, I think it's safe to say, Mark, we're about to go next level in the power of thought, in the power of your mind. Where shall we go now? Well, I think based on the clip that we just heard about suppressing these uh, feelings of anxiety and, and stress, I think a lot of that comes from fear, whether it's opening your emails in the morning or considering whether going for a run <laughs> in the rain. I think this idea of, of fear is, is, is quite powerful. So the next clip we're going to step into is a little bit more around your mind. And this first clip of this section of the show is about Wim telling us that the key to, to getting there is really about laser focus. I'm a man on a mission. I want to take away fear, you know, uh, irrational fears, traumatic fears. Fears created because you do not handle mental issues as grief, emotion, mm-hmm. PTSD, uh, trauma, depression. Those things we are going to tackle. And somebody's got to do this, and I should have no fear to accomplish that. Mm. You know, a man on a mission should not think in, uh, in fear. He should go and accomplish his mission yeah. and be focused. So mm-hmm. there I am. I feel fear like everybody because it's natural too. Mm-hmm. You feel fear of failure, is that what you said? No, no. I fear. Uh, I feel you fear, fear. Gotcha. like everybody. But it doesn't hold you back from moving forward. Absolutely not. Come on, man. It's uh, much too important. <laughs> Come on, man. It's much mm-hmm. too important. So um, he's talking about focus. Uh, in your mind and really eyes on the target. But there are things that come along that can cause us this this stress and this fear. Um, So what's your little habit and your little ritual of when there's something that could cause you this anxiety, Mark, what do you try and put in place so that you don't get blocked by fear? 
Yeah, it's it's great. I'm so glad you asked me because I've, I've I wanted to to delve into it with yourself as well, Mike. I mean, for me, it's it's particularly prevalent when I'm really busy when we're doing late nights or early mornings or lots of heavy work during the day, and sometimes it just comes from doing new things, doesn't it? It can be a little bit of personally, I get a little bit afraid of trying something that I haven't tried before. So the way that I counteract that is. Uh, when my mind is very busy and it's running a marathon, thinking about different things and tripping over itself, I look at something. I focus on maybe it's a whiteboard or the keyboard or my pen and paper. And I look at the details. I'll look at the little shape of something. I'll look hmm. at the light reflecting or the uh, material of, a, of my jeans or whatever it might be. Mm. And for mm. me, that's, that's a nice way of, of anchoring myself back into reality, so to speak, bringing myself back into this present moment. And then for, for me, at least it, it anchors me again and I can start to think a little bit straighter. So rather than my mind running nice. several different I, it's ways, a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like my own version, I guess, of a cold shower, maybe not quite as confronting, but, <laughs> but a little bit more private perhaps. Focusing, it, yeah, li- taking the detail, and then and a then- little meditation, right? That yeah. it sounds like you're just disconnecting for a second, taking a breath, just getting context, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Taking context of the situation, reminding myself, okay, where am I? Okay, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the office. Perfect, perfect location to do work. Now I can get back into it, and it contextualizes it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that that's really interesting. And how do you feel? To, so think about a moment that you did that recently. How do you feel when you've had this little, uh, this little meditation? How do you actually feel? Not too dissimilar from your electric current, actually, which oh. is very interesting. So That's fascinating. Yeah, you feel a little bit more awake. Sometimes you get a little bit cloudy when your mind is overrun with anxiety or stresses, doesn't it? It kind of feels like you've got a lot of cotton in your ears or Mm. uh, around your eyes and you can't see everything in detail because you're laser focused at something in your brain. You're thinking about Mm. an email or something that somebody said. And for me, this is a nice way of sort of giving everything a bit of a wipe, (laughs) kind of (laughs) sticking your head under a cold shower or on top of a mountain, you know, you got all the breath uh, and the wind um, kind of rustling everything away, um, de-dusting everything perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, I feel more awake. I feel more focused, I think. Mm, mm. The, um, the interesting thing that I do is I do a couple of things very different. So I'm going to try the little uh, meditation uh, thing. Um, in line with what you do, I, I, I create movement. Like I physically just get up and move, mm. um, whether it's walk around the office, go for a walk outside. I, I find that very, very helpful. Um, but to kind of frame sort of a different type of behavior, uh, this is going to sound very different, is I attack the fear. Mm. Okay. So, so what I'm talking about there is if something's bothering me, Uh, I try to identify it. I try to break it down. Uh, I try to 
speak to people directly related or seek advice because what I have learned in my early career is I kind of avoided the fears and the worries and they would always just fester and come back and be 10 times worse. So the habit that I've built, if something doesn't feel right, I attack it. And I don't mean with aggression. I mean, forensically, I get into the problem. I write it down. I seek advice. I actually try and explore what actually is worrying me the most. And it's generally, it's the possible most negative outcome. So if you break things down, if you attack it, um, what you will often find is that if you do a couple of things, you can minimize the, the stress, anxiety, and fear related to that. And then one of the greatest gifts that I'm still trying to work out and adopt is to compartmentalize, which is the capacity that once I have attacked what is causing me anxiety, stress, or fear, I try and put it in a box and I try and go through a ritual of resolving that I've done what I can and what will be, will be. And this uh, is something that I'm really exploring. So I encourage everyone uh, to go and explore it. And if we have any listeners that have got some advice on compartmentalizing, putting things in a box so that they don't worry you, um, I would love to hear from you at hello at moonshots.io. But here's the thing, Mark, I want to be in a place, no matter how big or how small the issue I want to do everything that I can that when I turn off for the evening or when I have finished with the, the thing itself, that it doesn't continue to return to my mind. Because if it's returning to my mind, it tells me I haven't dealt with the fear itself because my brain is coming back and saying, hey, what about this? What about this? Classic example, Mark. Have you ever thought about something that happened at work through Monday to Friday? Have you ever thought about that on the weekend? No. Too many times. Absolutely. Right. So I have the same thing. So what I try to do is this ritual of compartmentalizing by the end of play Friday. So as little as possible comes to me through a negative lens over the weekend. Sometimes I get some really nice thoughts about work on the weekend um, which are growth-related uh, breakthroughs on some products I've been thinking about or whatever. But the thing that, that for me is key here is don't let the fear block you. That's what Wim Hof is really reminding us of. And whether it's the, the, the Mark Pearson Freeland meditation or whether it's you know attacking the fear forensically, writing it down, breaking it down because, you know, once you break down the things that worry you, they're often not nearly as big as you think. And the stress really comes from the unknown, not knowing what might happen. But if you're taking ownership of that, writing it down, working out what worries you and taking a course of action, it can actually be deeply relieving of stress. And it shows, Mark, that if whether it's the meditation or the compartmentalization, we can get on the bike, we can go and be the best version of ourselves, we can do amazing things. And I think this is the power uh, of what we can take from Wim Hof, right? Oh, it's, it's so powerful, that ownership of 
noticing those moments when you feel that anxiety and then trying to take the proactive approach of dealing with them is exactly what he's telling us here. I think your compartmentalization is so valuable. I think we all struggle with that. Um, for me, especially in my, my previous uh, job, what I'd used to find was encouraging somebody who was dealing with something very stressful to talk about it to me uh, or, or any other colleague really, who was not directly involved with their project was quite a nice way to allow them to voice over their concerns or maybe their solution. And like you just said, once you've written it down, or once you've said it out loud to somebody, you, you kind of work out the problem as you go. Mm-hmm, Realize, mm-hmm. oh, it's not quite as bad as I thought. Now I've said it out loud or now that I've put it to paper. I think once it's in that maelstrom of your mind and it's not until you take ownership and write it down, talk about it with somebody or, you know, compartmentalize it and, and you know, deal with it, it'll just keep on being in there, stirring away, distracting you from, you know, A, enjoying yourself, but also B, getting good work done, I guess. So I, I, mm. t- I totally agree. I think this is mm. so bang on exactly what, what, what Vim's saying to us here. Yeah, and this next clip from Vim speaks to exactly that. It is really the power of the mind to heal and to adapt to any situation imaginable. And I can tell you, Vim Hoff, he's been in some situations, uh, running out in deserts, swimming in ice, um, so let's have a listen to the Iceman himself talking about the healing capacity of the mind. The power to adapt to the stressor in general. We lost this connection. It's because we wear clothes all the time and we live in a comfort zone behavior. We think we can control nature, but by being non-stimulative in our behavior, we lost the connection in the depth of our physiology because we are able to adapt about to anything Mm. we are built to be able to adapt without stress into any stressful situation and get a solution the body knows but because we got into this comfort zone behavior hundreds of years our genetics have changed our physiology has changed everything has changed and we lost actually the full power of the mind Mm. and i'm here to bring it back so how do we bring it back Uh, i did many studies already because i don't like speculation i go through study the scrutiny and let any scientist prove me wrong because i like to go through the truth because i think there is more than meets the eye i did many studies and yes i could uh, resist the bacteria uh, as thought of not uh, being able uh, by humans we changed medical history by showing a group of people compared to 16134 people becoming sick after injection of a endotoxemia and then suddenly 1200% score within a quarter of our complete control over the innate immune system and the specific, by the way, the adaptive immune system. And how did I learn to do that and to pass it on? Because it's already there in us. It only needs to awaken. That's 
he summed it up really well at the very end of the clip. Adaption. This idea, no matter how difficult something might seem, no matter how impossible mm-hmm. it could become or, or how incomprehensible it might be when you read that email or when you get that brief or when you hear some really troubling news, you can adapt to it. There, there's nothing that you can't, your body as well as your mind, can't adapt to. You just need to take control of it. You need to take ownership of your your body, your mind, your breathing, your ability to have cold showers in the morning. And once you start doing those, they, um, they're collective and they build up and then you can adapt to that situation. I think that's really, really uh, encouraging and empowering from Wim, isn't it, Mike? It is. And, and I mean, what's really fascinating is um, this really speaks to this idea of building new habits and new behaviors. So actually as a little bit of a a teaser, the next three shows will be our habit design series where we're going to investigate the work of James Clear, Charles Duhigg and William H. McRaven. What a great name that is indeed. So if you're really digging a bit of Wim Hof and the power of the mind, you are going to love the upcoming series. We're going to go deep on habit design. And when I was listening to Wim Hof then, it just reminds me that if you do a little bit every single day, don't try and climb the mountain on day one, but just start, for example, if you're inspired to start having cold showers, just have a normal shower and just finish for a second on cold. It doesn't have to be totally cold. And then the next day, Maybe start your share just a little bit uh, less warm. And then over time, make these gradual improvements and you will be amazed at how adaptive we really are. And I think Vim is reminding us we have this enormous capacity inside of us. We just need to awaken that healing mind. And I think that is such great advice on a mindset. If you're going out into the world, and trying to do something brave and audacious, I think being adaptive is sort of an essential trait, don't you, Mark? Yeah, it's, it's a real trait of being an innovator, isn't it? Um, a recent example could have been Elon Musk. Uh, he was so focused at getting off the planet and then he heard his, his life, uh, life heroes of, of the astronauts all kind of went against him, but he was adaptive enough to not focus too much on the negatives, not focus on the criticism, and instead use that as, as a little bit of fuel for his own um, you know, achievements. So I think it's a real trait of being a good innovator. I agree totally. And it brings us to a very powerful final clip. Um, and this is very much a celebration of breath, a celebration of believing in oneself. So for the last time on the Moonshots podcast, let's have a listen to the man himself, better known as the Iceman, Mr. Vim Hoff. There's a lot of unnecessary suffering going on. 
just because people believe the wrong things. They believe in pills, they believe in medicines, they believe depression cannot be tackled. They believe you cannot enter into your brain. And I tell you, we found a way to get back to yourself, get back to mother nature within us and make some sense within yourself. You are the one who is able now to make yourself happy, strong and healthy. And that is entering in all those systems just by, by your mind. You, uh, we, we are showing this through science, but do you need science when I uh, already show this in science with data, scientific results, brain scans, no speculation, I tell you. But it takes time for publishing and, uh, and to get it in the books and to get it in mainstream. I tell you here and right now, if you just believe in, uh, and breathe, and take a cold shower for, for God's sake, because it's good for your blood system, then you will become uh, in the uh, ability to realign with the control within yourself, to become happy, strong and healthy, to, uh, to control your mood and your energy management and all. Look it otherwise up, because it is simple, very effective, it's here right now. So my message to you is just breathe and believe. Oh, Wim, thank you for that perfect outro clip. It really, really ties it all together. Believe in yourself. You can do it. If you take ownership, you control the ability to have cold showers in the morning, to compartmentalize your challenges and speed bumps and so on. And it all starts with something so simple, breath. That's what we can go and do It now. does. Perfect. It's, it's a, a perfect way to, to wrap up a journey uh, with Wim Hof, which had just the most uh, tragic start, the journey uh, into the power of breath and cold showers and how it revealed to him the power that lays within us. And I hope that you, Mark, are feeling turbocharged uh, do you think you'll turn the dial down even colder tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, I'll start with another quarter inch towards cold for sure. Oof, 100%. Oof, I'll be there. Oof, oof, I'll turn up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can just feel it right now. Um, well, listen, Mark, it's been wonderful to take a bit of an outlier for the typical Moonshot podcast to find that once again we're confirmed that the mental models and the mindsets that we take uh, can really help us be the best version of ourselves and that there is just so much to learn from innovators. And it's, Mark, it's pretty good fun learning out loud and, and sharing these lessons with thousands and thousands of listeners all around the world, right? It, it really is. I, I love the process of uh, you know researching the recommendations that our listeners give us, as well as having a chat with you, Mike. I think this is great. So let's keep keep it going. And I can't wait for that next series that you've just teased as well. I think we're going to have. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes, the habit series. And and if you if you want to get ahead of uh, ahead of things. You can, uh, you can totally go to moonshots.io. You can see the list of future shows and there you'll be able to look up James Clear, Charles Duhigg and William H. McRaven. Some amazingly powerful habit design advice will be coming your way. But we today, we started with the mental model. The first and most primary thing that you are what you think. So just breathe and believe it. 
maybe take a cold shower too and you can do amazing things. Mark, thank you to you. Thank you to all of our listeners, whether you're in Cambodia, Vietnam, the USA or India. We know that you're tuning in from all four corners of the world and sharing this journey with us as we learn out loud, as we find millions and millions of little proof points on how to be better versions of ourselves, how we can learn from innovators. Thank you for being part of this journey here at the Moonshots podcast. We've come to another episode with Wim Hof, the Iceman. That's a wrap.